Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Lit Charles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the wisdom that you have parted into us, Lord. We just thank you that you have given us the ability to understand, Lord, the deep things inside of you, Lord, and the knowledge on how to apply it inside of our lives, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit, Lord, who tells us and shows us how to accurately apply it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we continue to, I'll say, study out this book of Hebrews and develop an unshakable faith. This morning, we are in chapter four. And can I get a volunteer to read the first 10 verses, please? I will. All right, promise. Therefore, since the promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter the rest, as he said. So I sworn my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day saying in David, Today, as such, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Therefore remains therefore there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well done, sir. So now, as is our custom. We're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. Honey, honey. Okay. So I just wanted to point out uh, before we get started that as he's um, articulating here that there's something bigger that's going on. There's something bigger than the natural land or ground space that Israel, the land of Israel occupies that is being discussed here and that he's talking about the kingdom of God because in the natural, it seemed like Joshua was giving rest to the people by um, leading them into the, the official promised land. But he's saying that wasn't it. God was talking about something greater than this. And even him using the, um, the language of the gospel was preached to them just as well as, as it's being preached to us denotes that he's talking about Christ. Christ Mm -hmm. is our rest. 
Um, He said in the gospels, come all to me who are laden and heavy burden, and I will give you rest because he is the door to the father. And not, not just that in a relationship with the Lord, but also the door into eternity on God's side of things versus hell. So in hell, there's torment. There is no rest, right? They are tormented day and night. Mm-hmm. And there's no quenching to the the fire and the burning and the gnashing of teeth. And then there's a lake of fire on top of that, that all of hell itself will be thrown into. That, that's not that's not a restful um, eternity. But with God, there's rest, not only in the natural entering into our relationship and the, the peace and the shalom that that brings, but the hereafter, if you will, being able to enter into the the kingdom of God and be reunited with or reconnect reunited yeah with the rest of the heavenly community that's rest that's where the, there's no more sorrow Amen. there's no more toil and labor you know in that kind of arena we have things that we'll be doing with the lord worshiping Amen. him and enjoying that but it's absolutely going to be rest so um just understanding that again him saying Christ was being preached even back then. We know that the preaching of the gospel is specific to Christ Jesus being about him, right? Amen. And revealing, pointing us to him, and again, pointing and showing them he's been here this whole time. You know him. You've you've been hearing about him. They heard about him. Abraham heard about him. Galatians um, says that the gospel was preached to Abraham. And so just keeping that in mind, First of all, everybody gets a choice and gets a chance to receive him, whether they choose to receive him or not, but that the word has literally been talking about the son of God, the Messiah, the anointed one, the door the entire time. And this is not specifically relating to or solely relating to the natural. And this is what God is talking about. The bigger thing, the more important thing that we are to focus on. I'll I'll stop there for now. Layla. Something that the Lord had shown me in verse 8, talking about um, if Joshua had given them rest, but it was really the Lord. If the Lord had let the children of Israel just, you know, slack off how they wanted to, they wouldn't have um, received the fullness of what God wanted them to receive. Is something a lesson that we need to learn today. I know sometimes in my own life and many other um, Christians that I've run into that thought, because they believed in the Lord, they wouldn't have to do any work. They would just be carried around in a litter. And then when it was time for heaven to come, they would go in and that would be the end of it. But they would never see another day of labor in their lives. And I, I've had to uh, rain on their parade for a moment and tell them that that's not, that's not um, how this works. There's still work for us to do now. There is a time and there is a day appointed for the wiping away of the tear, no more toiling and, and sorrow, as you mentioned, Mommy. But now is not that time. So for us to try to snatch that out of God's hands and bring it to pass on our own will cause trouble for ourselves and for others around us. Back to verse 8. If the Lord Jesus had let the children of Israel do what they wanted to do, which was just sit there indefinitely, they would not have been able to attain and conquer the land like they were supposed to and gain what part of the inheritance that they did gain that the Lord promised Abraham because they weren't willing to do the work. They didn't do what was supposed to be done so they couldn't partake in those things the same thing applies to us now unless we're willing to do the work now we won't be able to enter into that rest we won't see that day where there are no more tears which is why 
the Lord said, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. They weren't working when they were supposed to. And that work was exercising their faith and using it as the Lord told them to and going forth and what God had asked them to do because they were unwilling to do that because they chose not to do that. They couldn't enter into his rest. They couldn't see that that day, that city that Abraham talks about and those and where the great heroes of faith have gone on to be with the Lord with Abraham and David and the prophets. They're all with the Lord. They're looking and enjoying part of that rest. You know that the fullness hasn't been brought about but they are where they're supposed to be so that they and they have positioned themselves so that when that day comes when that time that appointed time is now being um, fulfilled and unfolded for us to enjoy they're able to partake in it so for us to partake in the things of the, the lord we have to be in step in the season in which he has us now which does require work and labor but it's not hard you know backbreaking labor but it is work. So, so what is the labor exactly? Doing whatever the Lord tells us to do. Okay. It's no different than what he says. You are my friends if... You do the will of my Father. If you do what I command you. Right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's understand that in full here. Because that, doing what he commanded, fulfilling... Uh, Jesus said, this, said it this way. I have fulfilled or accomplished all the work you gave me to do. Right? Yes. So everything that he was commanded to do, what to say or speak, all right, and what to do, what he saw his father do, he did. That's the standard. It's no different for us. Those are, I'll say, that demonstrates our belief in him. Right? Yes, Dan. Chapter 3 ends the preceding verse to this, right? They could not enter because of unbelief. So then as those that believe, which is also said in, oh yeah, verse uh, chapter four, verse nine, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Well, who are the people of God? Those that believe, because he says very plainly, not all are Israel that are of Israel. Mm-hmm. which denotes just is not about lineage and heritage and where you're born is about if you will believe right? what he just spent this whole section that we've been going over here in uh, chapter three and four talking about the lineage and the heritage and how many of those who were born of Israel who were born into the, line- the lineage the genealogy of the forefathers did not enter in Right? Yes, yes. And they didn't enter in because they didn't believe and because they did not believe because their heart was elsewhere. They, well, it says in verse 2, mixed with faith, right? We're, we're to be set apart, sanctified to the Lord. Our, our faith can't be mixed with anything else. Only with the Lord. The measure of faith that he provided us to, to wait, be engaged with and in him and his word. So the, the doing is not so much in the, the works. Natural, carnal-minded people like to put on, well, I, I did these things, pointing to these specific activities, right? Yes. But the Lord says, just do what I commanded you. Those other things, those specific activities that many like to point to and say, oh, well, I did 
all these great works, right? Yes. I healed the sick. I fed the fed those. I, I supported others. I right gave to took charity. care of the homeless. Gave a charity, whatever it is, right? I defended the widow and the orphan. Right? I did those things. Those will be included in what the Lord is commanding you. But then there are are doing those things without being commanded, and, and I don't mean just because that's what's in your heart to do, but to check a box. The Lord knows the difference. He knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. So let's understand that aspect of this too, right? Yes, yes. Doing the works, fulfilling all he gave you to accomplish on your destiny track is what he's looking for. Charles. Well, as both you and mommy talked about, Layla, um, the Lord was sharing with me was that when we see here that he's making a reference to multiple parts and talking about rest, yes, the greater rest he's talking and referring to is about heaven, but there's also the rest that comes along with being on the earth. And Layla, you talked about how people thought that they will never see a day of hard labor again, not not even hard labor, labor, period. Mm-hmm. And that it was going to be a flowery bed of ease. But we do have to understand that the Lord does give us periods of rest so that way we can go forward in what he has for us. Mm-hmm. We see that Jesus and the Lord didn't stop being God on the seventh day because that was his rest day. He was fed up with humans and stopped. No, he was continued doing what he always does because he's consistent and never leaves us nor forsakes us. But he still rested. And that's what we have to understand as humans, we think rest absolves us from all obligations and duties. That's how we describe rest and that's how we define it. We you, feel you like you want to retire. Not yes. even retire, retire at eleven for, years old. You're like right. <laughs> <laughs> eleven, why not five? Mm-hmm. And how we feel like we don't have we should not have to do any more work afterwards, but that's not what the Lord refers to. We see that multiple times for the children of Israel, he told them to stop and wait so that way they can get their strength together so that way they can go and do what the Lord had for them to do. We also see that for Elisha, he ate the cakes. He couldn't just go off without them. He had to eat the cakes and drink the water that the angel gave him. That was a period of rest for him so that way he can go and do the work that the Lord was calling him and asking him to do. But we don't want... Most of us, I would say... Don't think of it in that manner. We think that when the Lord says rest, he doesn't want us to work at all in that way. And we're free from all obligation. And we see that inside of the life of Jesus Christ as well. Um, we see that even in the periods where he wasn't actively inside of his, what um, as humans we would call his earthly ministry, that doesn't mean that he wasn't doing what the Lord asked him to do. Because we know he was spotless and blameless. He was always doing what the Lord asked him to do. Mm-hmm. and But he had a rest beforehand so that way he can go and endure through that period in which he was supposed to um, start his ministry in the earth not as in he's not doing anything beforehand but when it became public I'll say uh, public to those who are present well there's more there's more to understand than that but honey honey you were were looking like you wanted to to explain some things yes so the rest that we enjoy here on the earth is found in, oh, let's see. Oh, where is it? Ah, verse 10 of Hebrews chapter four. For he who enter, who has entered 
his or God's rest, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Now, there's some operative words that are not to be exchanged. Mm-hmm. Layla described an op- a de- definition that I we cease or rested from God's works. That's how we perceive salvation. But the exchange, well, what's truly stated here is that we, in hum- as humans, rest from doing what we think we should do and instead take on what God says we should do. That in and of itself provides rest. His way is his way is easy, but requires obedience. And what I mean by that is his way doesn't come with calamity, trouble, um, toiling by the sweat of our brow, which was the curse that he announced or disclosed to Adam once Adam decided to depart from God's way of doing things. Remember, I said God does provide a shalom here in the earth. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That is a, a type of rest, but it doesn't mean there's no work. It means mm-hmm. the work that we do is ordained by God and is not frivolous. First uh, Corinthians, I believe it's chapter three, talks about works that are going to be tested by fire. And if you're doing busyness in your flesh, that's going to be burned up. It's not going to last. It's a waste of time. It's going to zap your energy. But the rest that comes from God, there is still some sort of work involved, whether even if it's just the work of believing in the time that he asked you to believe and be quiet and sit still when you think maybe I should be doing activity. Right. Uh huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's, let's also look at that. A few different examples. <clears throat> Jesus, right. Pattern example. So let's start with him. He said very plainly, I have secret food that you do not know about. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? He was being, he was resting. And that was to do the will of his father. At the moment exactly. he spoke it, he was sitting there. He was sitting there. Right. But, but there is a rest. And so he was still doing work, right? But he was also being ministered to. How many times does it say that he went away to pray? Well, what was he doing when he went away to pray? There was a rest in there. And you can say, well, how is that How is that possible? Well, let's look at what it says about Joshua. Now, this is Joshua who clearly led as a general, right? He was down there getting his hands dirty, fighting the fight. All the, in all the battles that the Lord had. But then what's it say about him? He never what? Left the tabernacle of meeting. Left the tabernacle or the tent of meeting. Okay. which So what was he doing? Resting. Resting. Be- where? Before the Lord. Isn't that exactly what Jesus was doing? Yes. Right? And, and Elijah got brought up. As you brought this up there, LaCharles. He, ate, he had to eat the cake. All right. The angel cake there. Yes. And then go in in the strength of that 40 days. Well, so he was resting. But the rest doesn't look like what we perceive the rest to look like because in all those cases he was being ministered to. Moses, another example. Twice he was up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Didn't get any food that we know of in there. Doesn't say, right? But wait, he came down and there was work to do. So clearly he was resting. The rest is in the Lord. It's in spending time with him in presence. There's a, if you will, it's described this way in other places and by other ministers, right? An infilling and a refilling, if you will, of the Holy Spirit to overflowing to go do the work. And all those cases, all the examples we just gave, they were all then rested to go continue in the work that the Lord had for them to do. All right, so let's understand that in full when it comes to our rest in and on this earth. Does that make sense? 
Yes. Amen. Amen. So we're not toiling in our own strength. Right. And that doesn't on the, the opposite is doing nothing. That's not how that works. It's we are entering again into the way that the Lord does. And as you guys brought up about Elijah, it may say in his, that he ran in the strength of that food every day, but he ate angel cakes and the Holy Spirit came upon him to actually do the physical work so that when he got there, he didn't just fall on the ground to, to, and he went to the widow of Zarephath. He didn't just fall on the ground and cry out water you know what i mean with a a parched throat he was able to speak clearly and still be standing in strength and communicate with this woman and still able to flow in the the miracles of god if you will with the spirit of god to bless her her bread for her and her son her flower bin didn't didn't go go away she was able to feed them the entire rest of the drought so Truly, if you look at it, God did the work there. He just cooperated. And that's what the rest of God looks like for us while we're here in the natural. But there's also a, a bigger rest, a special Amen. kind of rest where sin is all the way done away with and we're no longer even um, having to look at it and deal with it. That's coming. But while we're here, we get to cooperate with God and let him do the work. Like every time they went to a battle that they asked God about, right? God said something that was strange to them. You won't need to fight. Put the praisers out in front. I got this, right? And he turned their swords on each other. Dig some pits. And I'll I'll fill it with water, right? With Jehoshaphat, right? They dug pits because they were thirsty. And he said, I'll fill it with water. You're not even going to see where this is coming from. So God filled the pits with water so that they could drink. But then when the adversary came, they saw those pits as pools of blood. And right Yes, God mama. supernaturally yes. gave them the victory. How many times did he have them turn their swords on each other? How many times did he say, just 300 is all you need? I got this. Blow the trumpet, break the pots, whatever it was. God did the work. Their object was to use their faith and go with the plan and the path that God had, which in and of itself provides rest for us. Amen. So that's a great way to, to also end this episode. So we'll allow you to meditate on that before the Lord and let Holy Spirit minister to you. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for the rest that you've given us, Lord, and that it's the rest that you've defined and not by our own concoction in the mind, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you that you see all things and you know all things and you're able to work all things to your glory, God, and your majesty, Lord. So we thank you for being able to participate in your plan, Lord, and have this time together with our partners and listeners in the word this morning, God. And we thank you for the growth that you have and the wisdom that you have imparted to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, 
find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.